0: going on everyone. Hey, happy whatever day of the week you're listening to this on. Thank you so much for joining another episode of To The Point Podcast. You guys are awesome. Look, I love hearing that you guys are listening to this thing. Really, I didn't think it would ever go as long as it's gone. It's gone for over a year now. Gone for over a year and that's just because y'all keep listening and when I miss a week, you Frank asked me why I haven't posted a podcast in a while, so thank you for doing that. Look, I want this to be easy on you. Listen to it when you're doing yard work, when you're getting dressed for work in the mornings, uh, taking your kids to school, whatever. This is just an easy way for you to continue to grow your relationship with Christ. We are never done growing, okay? Don't ever stop. As long as you've got breath in your lungs, God has called you for a purpose, and for a reason. So we're going to keep growing and keep bettering ourselves. And this week, everyone, I am excited. We've got a very fun podcast coming up. This week, I have a brother and a sister of mine who I've gotten really close to over the past few weeks because they've lived up here practically with us. It's Brother Robbie and Sister Brandy Hodges. Everyone, welcome, y'all. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem thanks for being here awesome so uh brother Robbie and and sister Brandy they have uh first off thank y'all uh for all of the sweat did you you blood up here I bled. blood yes, and I haven't seen any of you crying yet, but thank you for the sweat and the blood you've put into this church, making this house better over the past i I know month y'all have really been here, but over the past two years, y'all have been here. And y'all haven't missed a beat. I remember telling my wife once, uh, we it, there was there was a season where we had funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral. And the pastoral staff here tries to go to any funeral, even if it's someone's great-grandma that passes away or, you know, it's their aunt who doesn't go to the church. If you're a member of Grace Point, we like to be there. And it blew my mind. Every funeral we had, you guys were there. If it were close, if it were far, so thank y'all for for just loving our church, for loving our pastor, our senior pastor and his wife, because y'all do, y'all love them, and y'all put up with them, and we thank you <laughs> thank for that.
1: With us. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's right. Um, so thank you. So I want to hear uh, real quick a story. Uh, well, I don't know a whole lot of stories about y'all. I want to hear how y'all how y'all met first. How y'all met? Come on, tell our
1: listeners. (laughs) Um, Well, I was actually still in high school, um, and even you were
0: an eighth grader, and he was in college, or what? (laughs) Oh no, or ninth grade. There's
1: only three years in between us. Okay,
0: that's not bad. Um,
1: And I actually had known him beforehand. Whenever I was in junior high, Uh, a friend of mine and I, we would follow him around at Boy Scouts. Nice. um, At that point in my life. I was a little nerdy and <laughs> wore some cute little blue nothing glasses. nothing wrong
0: with being nerdy. Hey,
1: that's right. That's right. But um, I had not quite gone from ugly duckling to swan, I guess you would say. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to show y'all some pictures. It's quite yeah. quite interesting. Maybe not on Facebook. but um, Oh, man. So, um, we just, I mean, we had mutual friends and we dated for a little while and then did not date for a little while. And then we met up at a friend's wedding, and he invited me to go jet skiing with him. Okay. And I wasn't really sure if that was a, hey, let's do this, or um, I might strangle you out there. I'm not really sure. (laughs) That's a good move. All
0: you single men out there, get your woman to go jet skiing with you on a date for the first time. Good move.
1: So at that point, it was no looking back, and we have been together for... Let's see. Well, we got married in 2001. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that, Robbie? How did you tell them how long we've been married? (laughs) We have been together for almost 22 years now.
0: Almost 22 years. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Has it gone by quick?
2: I'm going to say now it feels like it's gone by quick, but I mean, there's been times that it just felt like it just drug and and drug. Really?
0: All right, I mean, give us, give us, give us the top tip. What, what do you give young married couples, couples that are about to try and get married or gonna be married in the future? What tip to make it twenty two years?
1: I'm gonna say communication, and that one's okay. actually a hard one, even for me. Okay. I'm, I'm not one to really come out and say, "Hey, this is bothering me," you know, yeah. but that is definitely something communication in all areas whether things are bothering you or just in general just to have conversations and to get to know one another
2: what about it brother robbie i'm mostly selflessness to an extent yes sir you got to be thinking more about the other person than yourself
0: yeah yeah it's a perfect picture of of christ for for the man you know and uh, i mean that's what christ says to love your wife as as christ loved the church men you're to love your wife as christ loved the church Christ gave absolutely everything, absolutely everything for his bride. Even when the bride was in adultery, pretty much, had other gods, had other beliefs. They were the ones. His bride was the one that pulled the trigger, killed him. He gave everything up for him. That's awesome. That's kind of... It's hard. Oh, my goodness. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's hard because we got flesh and pride and arrogance that want to get in the way all the time. That's what I tell people is when... You know, whenever I get to talk to someone, I'm like, humility is what makes relationships and marriages more than anything last. It's being, just just having humility. Consider another person more than yourself. It's loving loving them, sacrificing more than yourself. Well, that's awesome.
2: I think as long as you learn to fight for as hard of, fight for as hard for the things that they want as you would for the things that you want. That's good. It just kind of, it That's kind of good. Flows. Yeah. I haven't heard that told very much. That's good.
0: That's really good. So, brother Robbie, you help here at the church. Um, you help with the altar service. The altar service of each and every service here at Grace Point just about we have altar service. So, why don't you tell me and tell the audience why is
2: that important role in ministry? The the key to the altar me has always been about trying to keep order in the altar
0: mm-hmm.
2: um if if we can keep the distractions and the little things that that you know that people may want to try and start or whatever up there at the altar if we can keep those distractions down and help guide people in the right directions and just be a just just battling the spirit behind them the lead pastor can move so much smoother mm-hmm through that service, and he can see the things that he really needs to be focusing on because he's got us taking care of the things that he shouldn't have to worry about, yeah. if that makes sense.
0: So what are some of the things that you look for on a, what are some red flags that you see on a given Sunday morning, and then what are some, what are some good things that you like to, what are those good things that you like to see out of an altar service, what are red flags, things that you don't like to see? I, the good
2: things, of course, is people coming to Christ. Yeah, people getting free. Yeah, getting that bondage broke off of them. Mm-hmm. That is the good things. That's what we're here for. I mean, if we're not here for that, what, are, what's right. the point? Mm-hmm. Um, the the things that I try to pay attention to is the ones. There's always going to be those ones that want to come up there and disrupt the service. Okay. They're going to be up there for their own selfish ambitions. Mm -hmm. They're going to be up there for a show. It happens. I I don't know why it happens, but it happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to call that a demonic force or whatever, but it happens. And those are the ones you want to try to watch because there's a fine line between them getting set free and them there as just an attack of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And And I don't know any other way to say it, but it's kind of a... It's just a spirit. Of, it's just a sermon. It's a God given gift
0: yeah. to be well, able the, to see that stuff. The woman with the spirit of divination
2: that Paul
0: uh, noticed after three days. Remember that's and that's in Acts. And this woman with the spirit of divination spoke nothing but truth. Spoke nothing but truth, but out of order, like you said, right. out of order, and it distracted people from what Paul and I think it was who was it? Silas, I think it was with him on on that trip. If you're right. uh Paul and Silas, I don't remember where they were, but it was it was a spirit of divination in this lady that was a slave to another person, another couple, and she earned them money by fortune telling um she spoke a hundred percent truth, and it took Paul three days to realize, okay, this is not of God, That's and right. when he realized it he he said, you know whatever, come out really Cast the demon out of yes, the lady. And got thrown in jail. Yeah, and got thrown in jail because that demon was making that woman, making that couple money. That's right. But yeah, there's, I absolutely see that line between letting the enemy use someone, they're up there for their own, like you say, to, to cause division or anything, to cause distraction, uh, or if they're up there to get freedom. That's
2: right. Yeah. The other thing is to continuously be praying up there to continuously battle against anything that is trying to come against that altar service, yeah. any, 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 any demonic force that's trying to come in there and the devil's trying to pull on somebody, you know, you really don't need this. You really don't yeah. need that. You know, mm-hmm. our job is to pray against that, mm-hmm. to pray against that stuff so that they can get freedom. Yeah. And if we're praying against it, it makes it easier for pastor to be able to minister to them because the Bible says where two or three are gathered, so if there's a handful of us praying in that, in the Spirit in that way, yeah. God can move in a, mirac- a miraculous way.
0: Yeah, I love that too. And um, I, I, I've listened to Pastor talk about being able to pray for his dad during altar services and, and praying for his mind specifically and praying that the Lord would guard his mind and speak through him because pastor has said and i've felt it too during altar services it's easy for your mind to drift yes. different places so whenever we can be behind him or in front of him covering him in prayer praying that the lord would use him in those altars because a, a, a divine moment in an altar is life-changing and will set people free absolutely um and, and praying for those divine moments to happen and, and binding any any enemy any attack any distraction that may come yeah that's good That's good. But here's the thing, too, is if you're listening to this, you should not have to be on an altar team for that to happen. You can do that sitting in the row, sitting in a chair. You can be praying in the Spirit over the pastor and over the... And should be. And should be. When should people uh, be hesitant to pray for people? I don't think anybody should ever
2: be hesitant to pray for people. Okay, right. Good good catch. I, that was a bad question. <laughs> but they should always be hesitant in laying their hands on other people. Okay. Okay. Unless the Holy Spirit or the pastor tells you to put your hands on them, unless the Holy Spirit speaks to you, be careful of laying your hands on other people because if they have something on them, and you're not prayed up in the spirit, it's gonna climb all up on your shoulders. Mm. So, if you do lay your hands on, them, be prepared for it. Be yeah. ready for it, because I've had that happen to me mm. more than once.
0: Yeah, but I'm ready for it. What's well, the scripture that says? Because there is one. I know there is one. Uh, it don't be quick to to lay your hands. Yeah, we can look it up real quick. Yeah, don't, gotta look it up. Don't be quick to lay hands. I think it's in Timothy. I think Paul says says it to young Timothy, but yeah, I, I yeah, and I, I'm not great at that. I heard that a few months ago in the ministers' class, and since I heard it there, because uh, Pastor Angel, Pastor Marcus, they were talking about it, and and I realized that I'll I'll lay hands on people if I'm ever asked to be in the altar for a Sunday. I'll lay hands on people and pray before. The bishop
2: has said to go ahead and pray, but uh, that you're still a pastor of this house. Okay. So to me, that is still in order because everything that you do is still directed from him because you take your authority comes from pastor. Yeah. Okay. And you're still a pastor of this house, so anything that you do, unless he tells you otherwise, right? You already have that authority to do. Okay. Okay. It's no it's no different than Jesus's disciples. He told them to go, cast out spirits, cast out demons, lay hands on people. Right. They had that authority whether the, whether he was with them or not. So the
0: problem then is when is when the person that's come in for the third time in service mm-hmm. feels like they can go to the altar and start praying for people, praying for deliverance
2: for people. Not only that, there's also some that have been here for Twenty years, that may not be living a hundred percent right, and think they can go oh there goodness. and lay hands on people, yeah. and then whatever demon they have on their back climbs on that person that's yeah. in the altar trying to get free, and then that person's doubled down.
0: Mm. Great point. Yeah, great point. Did you find that?
1: There are a lot of verses that say stuff about <laughs> laying hands. I really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, well, okay, so, Brother Robbie, you also help out with security, and we're not going to talk too much about that, but what else do you help out with? <laughs> anything awesome. that's needed. Security, anything that's needed. Have you always been like that? Yep. Just help wherever? That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to try and get Matt in here one of these days to talk to him about security. Nice. I think it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be yeah, fun.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be a lot you of fun. Matt and in at the same time. Matt
0: and Jen at the same time. Did you see your coffee mug? Post I did. she posted, yes. <laughs> uh, so that was today. So that'll tell you what day we filmed this on. What did it say?
2: Uh,
0: what did it? What did that coffee mug say? I have to look it up. Something
2: about hood. I will say this on this whole subject. Yeah. If somebody is, if somebody does want to be a part of the altar team, they need to know that they need to be prayed up. Yes, sir. Continuously. hmm And they need to be prepared. To have stuff taken out of them mm. when they go to that when they go into the altar, because when when you when you're laying hands on people and you're praying in the spirit, the perfect will of God, as pastor is ministering to them, or you are ministering to them, or one of the other staff pastors is ministering to them, what you're doing is you're in agreement with what's happening. Mm. So when when that happens, a lot of times it's just like Jesus said when 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 she, when the lady touched the hem of his garment, he felt power go out of him. It goes out of us the same way. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that at the end of the day, you're going to be, you're going to be wore down Mm -hmm. in a good way, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be wore down. Yeah. So, and I I don't think people should want to just jump up and be in the altar, be part of the altar team. If they're not prepared to 100% dive in it wholeheartedly, because one, like here, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to pass yours, mine, pastor, uh, pastors' approval before they can do it anyway. Right. The other thing that's hard to do about the altar service is sometimes you're gonna have to grab somebody's hand and pull it off of somebody, mm. and they're gonna get offended. Mm. They're gonna get offended. It's happened more times than not. If they don't, that's a great thing. If they don't get offended, that means their heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they get offended. Wow. So, you got to be prepared for people to dislike you in the process of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that's good. Thank you. Uh, Sister Brandy. All right. So, you help out with the GP31, the women's ministry. And then I think you were also just brought into what you're all calling it, the events team. What does what is, what is Sister Tiffany call it?
1: Uh, I'm not really sure there. But You also. <laughs> I am. Uh...
0: You also help out with just about anything. Uh, Why is it important to have a servant's heart at your church or as a Christian? Why would you say it's important to serve where you are?
1: Um, Well, just in the capacity of, of anything that is needed... I mean, sometimes it's hard to get volunteers. I mean, you just got to be real. Sometimes people just don't want to volunteer. Sometimes. Okay, a lot of times. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> oh, you're, just you're, you're, yeah, that's right. So, and you cannot have children's church and only have this many teachers and then have hundred kids. I mean, so there are things that sometimes we might have to even get out of our comfort zone and help, but we are called to serve. And to help out, I mean, I believe it's part of bearing one another's burdens. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. Just
1: because, I mean, if the pastoral staff or you know the main leaders of the church are expected to do all of that, think how exhausted you're going to be. Yeah. For one. Yeah. Um. For two, this is our church yeah. as well as y'all's church. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that I believe that we should be a part of.
0: Yeah. I've loved seeing, uh, seeing Bishop John Wesley be able to step back. More and more and more, and focus on building sermons, growing his faith to pour out into us he he gets to spend more time with the Lord to be poured into so he can pour out with us right. and and that's yeah, that's why we serve is so people can be freed up to do what God's called them to do that's right, that's right. uh and I think that's so awesome, what you said with bearing one another's burdens uh. So awesome. So tell me, uh, Sister Renny, about your story of faith. I want to know, when did you come to faith? What's it been like for you?
1: Um, I would say, I mean, it's not like this big elaborate story. Um, My brother started going to church after he was sick and in the hospital for a while. How old was he? Um, He was in junior high. Okay. And so he was younger. I was around 14 or 15 and my mom would drop him off at church, and we would go back home. Oh wow! So the the pastor would wave at us every Sunday morning, yeah. and, and eventually, I think he just smiled enough, and we were like, you know what, we, we need to get back in church awesome. because off and on growing up, we were kind of in church, but just not on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, so we started going to this church. I was fifteen. I started in the praise band, and that I mean that that does not mean that I was perfect by any means um it's hard being a teenager and I would just say that I did not handle it all perfectly so um I was very involved in the church even that and you know and I think that that's also important too even even when you are a sinner you should not be cast away. I mean, because yeah. I, I read something one time, and it was like, you know, if you're doing this, if you're doing this, you should still come to church. Mm-hmm. And that's true, because I mean, it, it's the, the hospital for the sinners. You that's know? right. I mean, that, that, we we need that. So I've pretty much been in church since I was 15. Okay. Um, we got married when I was 18. We were babies. and
0: <laughs> well, That's when, awesome.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm all about
0: some getting married young. Reagan was 18. I was...
2: 19. Was she 19? No, she was 19. I was 20. She was 18. I was 20. Nice. Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, we went to church at that same church for a while. And then we just felt God calling us to something different. And we ended up moving to another church um, mm-hmm. in West Monroe. And we were there for 10 years. And when we decided to serve there, we were all in. Yeah. You know, We, we served in, in children's ministry, um, with the women's ministry. Really?
0: I didn't know y'all served in kids' okay,
2: ministry.
1: Okay, we did, but I'm just going to say that time has passed.
2: <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> you will learn, Colton, we, as
1: you get a little older sometimes, it, it's it's just better to let, the <laughs> let it go. We <laughs> just let there. it go.
2: Because there was a need there. Yeah. Yes. Plain and simple. We yeah. served there because there was a need there. Yeah. I was in there, and I saw the need, and um, the pastor at the time was J.P. Cannon, and he kind of kept, kept, you know, come on, come help us, come help us, come help us, and we had kids that age at that time, so I just finally said, okay, you need help, and Lord, we stayed there. She stayed there almost the full 10 years. I stayed there for five, and then ended up serving in security, and uh, so in security, I couldn't be... I couldn't do both. Yeah. So I started on the security team yeah. and, uh, altar team, ushers, yeah. all mm-hmm. of that. And then actually towards the end, I stopped serving in that area and went back to the kids.
0: mm mm-hmm. well,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've we kind of had our hands in a little a bit lot. of everything in, in that sense. Yeah. But, um... I mean, I believe that you learn a lot uh-huh. from all of that, and you get to see different perspectives and just the different creativities in the different ministries and, mm-hmm. um,
2: just. I can see many ways where all that we've done in the past, especially the last church we was at, a lot of it was really a training ground. Okay. For for me especially.
0: Yes, sir. And
2: her. Um, me, as far as the usher, the altar team, this, that, and the other, it got me prepared. So to be flat honest, when we got here, I saw that there was a tremendous need for it. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I just asked Pastor John one day, I said, hey, man, I mean, God spoke to me one day, said, all right, you've sat long enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were here, what, a year? Mm -hmm. We were here a year, (laughs) and there was a specific service where, um, there was a lady that, that I, and I could sit, I could see it. I was like, dude, she's fixing to hit the ground. She's, she's fixing it. She's fixing to hit the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wasn't a soul there to catch her, no catchers, nothing. And I'm like, and you can ask her, I'm jumping up out my chair and I wasn't a part of that at, at that time. Mm-hmm. So I sat back down because I'm like, no, that's not right. I can't, cause it's out of order. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a part of that team. I can't do that. So after that service, that's when I walked up to Pastor John. I said, dude, I said, if you'll help, if you'll allow me. I'll help you bring order to your to your altar. Yeah. And we've been here ever since. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we got so many people coming down now. Mm-hmm. It's a little chaotic. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I was trying to keep people lined up to make... A, another important thing of the altar workers is to make sure nobody misses getting prayed for. Them. Yeah. We, our, our eyes were supposed to be watching it and make sure nobody gets missed. Mm-hmm. Because if they come down there, they need something from God. Yeah. And yeah. they need a touch... From somebody they need somebody to come pray for them and if we miss them they may not come back that may be the one and only shot that mm-hmm. they have to get what God needs to give them yeah awesome sorry I
0: kind of no 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 you're yet. good you're good so uh we've been talking 25 minutes we're around closing time uh, Y'all, no, no, no! You're good. I, I did have another thing. We can go as long as, as long as y'all want. I did have another thing I wanted to talk to y'all about. Y'all have raised two teenagers now in the two thousands. How is that? And what have you had to do? What have you seen? What have you seen your kids go through that maybe you didn't have to go through as a teenager? And what are some things for me for others with young kids? That we need to be uh, aware of, or we need to we need to we need to be prepared for spiritually, in raising teenagers, in the the here and now.
1: I would say that it's scary, <laughs> yeah. um, and and it's just the world that we live in. There are so many things that they are exposed to. I mean, we you know we all have phones in our hands that we can look at almost anything. Mm-hmm. Just with a touch of a button. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that, you know, you have to monitor those things. You have to parent. You you can't just...
0: Say that one more time. Sister You
1: have to actually be a parent, Mm -hmm. you know, and be involved in their lives. But honestly, it's prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one to say that I can say these eloquent prayers or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter as long as you're lifting them up. Yeah, and I I actually have something in my study Bible, and it said that the greatest um, achievement or the greatest mm-hmm. accomplishment that a mother has is to pray for her children. Wow! Uh-huh. And I mean, I believe so That's because very they,
0: good.
1: they're going to go through <clears throat> things that yep. they they see so much more than we did just twenty years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just some of the things our kids have come yeah. in saying that have happened at school. I mean, you couldn't even. Back you know, then, you would never even think that things like that would happen at school.
0: Yeah, the Lord put something in my spirit a few weeks ago, and I was I wasn't going to share it on a podcast. I was going to share it from the pulpit, and I still might. Um, he told me he said, "Colton, twenty years ago, it was it was okay for people to come to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday nights." He said, "Now people can't keep faith coming on a Sunday." morning, Sunday night, and a Wednesday night, they have to be with me every day. Yep. Because of what they're facing today. Yep. So for you listening out there, this what what we are doing is not one day a week. This is a lifestyle. We are called to be followers of Christ each and every day, submitted to him. That's how we that's how we overcome the world. It's not with a church service on a Sunday and maybe one Wednesday a month. It's by walking with him yeah. daily. Uh, so that's really good. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. What about you brother Robbie? What do you think?
2: Again what she said, you yeah. have to you have to continue to pray over your kids. Mhm. Um it I feel like it's harder today than it was when I was a kid and this is from a male perspective, okay, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: when I was a kid, if me and another kid had a problem with each other, we fought it out and then we were best buddies right after that. Okay? There was honor. Yeah. There was honor. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were respected for standing up for yourself. If you got in a fight, somebody won, somebody lost. Mm -hmm. That was the end of it. Mm -hmm. It ain't like that no more. Nowadays, you can't even stand up for yourself. Yeah. Because you're going to have the law called, you're going to have parents wanting to come up here fighting your battles. There's not people wanting, and kids. To, wanting to bring a gun yeah. to school. I mean, to, it's, to, it's, yeah. It, everybody has this generation that now we think we're stronger but we're actually weaker. Mm. Is what I, is what I feel. Our feelings are hurt and we can't push past it. You know, everybody, everybody wants to, wants their feelings hurt, their, but, that's, that's not not what it's about we're supposed to love one another no matter
0: what yeah
2: as pastor has preached a hundred times love them just stop giving access to them. yeah yeah that's good you know that's
0: good that's good well, awesome. Well, y'all, thank you so much for being here today. Everybody, they were so nervous when they came in here. So nervous. And look, we prayed, and the Holy Spirit has just been here with us, helping us, being our comfort. Uh, so when y'all see uh, Brother Robbie and Sister Randy, y'all give them a hug. Tell them they did a great job. This will be coming out next Thursday for y'all. But um, last things, I always like to end with a goofy question uh is there anything sister brandy that your husband does that is a, maybe a little strange anything that he does i know something about reagan that she does and i'm not going to share because she's not here with me but i know something that reagan does it's really weird but everybody's got their quirks right what's the quirk that he has well, i don't know that i would say
1: it. <laughs> Her, but it, this is something that probably no one will believe, like ever, except for maybe my mom because she has seen it. But I will be in the kitchen and I'll turn around and out of the corner of my eyes, I see him just dancing. Just dancing. Hey,
2: away. come <laughs> on, man. It, and
1: I didn't know that. <laughs>
2: dancing. <laughs> oh,
0: well, awesome. Thank y'all so much for being here. Uh, with me today, I appreciate you saying yes to this, and thank you for listening to to the point podcast. Look, I want you to like, share, subscribe. This help us get the word out, and let's grow together. Okay, don't don't do it alone. Let's grow together. Let's let's struggle together. Let's get better together. I love you all so much. If you have any questions you would like to be talked about here on the podcast, uh, DM us on Facebook. Shoot me an email, monin at mygracepoint.tv or just write me an old-fashioned note. We'll talk about it and uh, try and give you what the Word says. Hey, love you guys. Until next time.